Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You are now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. I want to be able to smell those grilled onions. My wife, a couple years ago, not known as a great gift giver, but she actually did give me a nice gift. A candle that smells like grilled onions. So we lit that candle, instantly had sex. Instantly. There is something about grilled onions gets me in the mood for everything. Eating, fornicating, everything. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Rihanna Ray on traffic. Five-minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you got to squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Timmy Hall filling in for Common Man again today. What's up, Timmy? Oh, Bone, just happy to be here with you. Second day of the week, and I'm really mm. excited when I'm not to just blow through the whole show, but tomorrow morning I've got like a quick little turnover. Beamer texted me a couple of hours ago talking about a rundown. I'm like, wait, rundown for what? I'm I'm about to do a Tuesday show. Mm-hmm. He was referring to tomorrow morning because that's how early he starts prepping and getting ready. Yeah. I'm going to get juiced tomorrow morning at 6 oh, a.m. for the beautiful. first time. I've Look never you. I've never been on that program before. Have you ever done... I know you worked at other radio stations. Yes. I've have done the morning drive. I didn't know drive. you had to do morning drive yes. before. Okay. So I you're did used that to, for four years. Okay. So you're used yeah. to getting up and doing all that. It's a, I, would, I wouldn't say I'm used to it anymore. <laughs> I mean, that, that was like 10 years ago. Time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So well, there you go. it's going to be very different. I'm just going to get up at 345. Maybe I'm not go to bed. To that. Maybe not go to bed, That's just to good. be sure. You and Beamer reunited on the morning show. That's good. I yeah, like that. Yeah, old buddy Beamer. And we're getting ready for post-game shows, so. Yeah. It's a way good. to. We're almost there. Get the wheels in motion. What are we now? Nine days Nine away? days. Nine Beautiful. days. And Beam's going to have some good fun. And you talk about next Thursday, because he's got the juice to do. Oh, yeah. The post-game show for an 8 p.m. kick, we're network post, so, and they do about an hour of post-game before they hand it to us. Uh-huh. And then is You're he talking doing the about morning two, show yeah. on Friday? And then he's doing the juice on Friday. So is he just Woo. staying out all night? You may as well stay at the I station, just, right? Just sleep here. Don't even go home. Have you ever done that before? No. What, never an all, had, an never all had to do that. Yeah, just pull well, the all nighter. All nighters, like for other reasons. No, just, <laughs> no. I mean, not like for, that not had for work, work, work no. associated with it. No, no, I've never done that. I did do. I slept one at a radio station once. Did you? Our Kansas City radio station. I slept there once. Was it a good story or was it just you like crawled no. under a desk and fell asleep? No, no. It was a, it was a bad story. Okay. It was just about just working your ass <laughs> off, right? Just eight dollars an hour, trying to get that time and a half when you go beyond forty hours a week. Yeah. They were glad to pay it too. Yeah, they were glad to p- pay the twelve fifty an hour. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> to, right. To just get, keep uh, you there. Just work somebody sixty hours running boards and Kansas yeah. broadcasts and all that. I know, and and I do the same thing where I get. I look back at some of my days in radio and go, man, those were tough days. And then I remember at no point did they say, here's a shovel. 
Start digging. Like, right? <laughs> right? At no point did they say, like, here yeah. you go. See all that asphalt? That's all in a truck. We're going to put that on this road, and you've got to stand here and make sure it all goes the right way. I, I know. know how to do, like, an actual hard it's, job. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's not a good feeling to be sleeping on a dirty vinyl couch Ugh. at an Ooh. old, sort of, at the time, dilapidated and beginning to be run down radio station because we did move into some shiny new digs. I think it was a Kansas basketball was playing in vegas or something like that it would have been holiday tournament time oh really so they were playing one of those vegas tournaments and it was late 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 it went yeah. to 2 a.m or something and i had to be running aboard for a show saturday morning that started Ugh. at 6 or 7 a.m probably hunting and fishing or local nascar talk show i mean the real the good <laughs> this stuff is the good old days of radio where you every go- station had all that when you're a kid and you're dreaming and you set your goals that's what you're thinking about. That's right. Run and yeah. board for the hunting and fishing show and the local auto racing program. Yeah. That's, that's what I exactly always wanted to do. Into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you do it. So I made it. I well, made it. We've made it here. We're talking about sports today. and We've got plenty to get into inside the NFL 348, 434 rapid fire. And then, of course, a game show coming up in the five o'clock hour. Now, what's the game show today? Yeah, I, I went back and forth with a couple of ideas for you. And I, I went with the theme of the day. Okay. I think you're going to like this. I think you, this should be up your alley. It's going to be a conference realignment quiz. Oh, boy. That won't go well for me. You don't think so? That, I don't need it to. It's fine. It'll be fun to watch me just Most suffer them, here. They're all multiple choice. All right. Well, that's so, good. I appreciate it. I'm that. asking about you know big, well-known conferences, and there's been a lot of movement. There has been. There's been a ton, and the trickle-down effect has really never stopped. It starts yeah. with the big conferences, but even... The lower tier guys, like the CAA, like I'm a big college basketball junkie. All those different levels of the sport have been messed up by yeah. conference realignment. Well, I look forward to that. Years. We'll do it at 534. We have a game show there. Uh, big conference realignment news was what we thought might be coming down today. I, I guess that's on me for like reading all the stories that were like, hey, this is probably not going to be as big of a deal as everyone says it is, and then still getting excited about it. And then they have their press conference today. The Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC announced they are formally forming a partnership. They are aligned on some ideas. And then if you look much further than that for more info or details, they were very light on the details. But here's... Very generic. What's yeah, going on? Here's the the basic premise of this. You had the three commissioners of each the, each conference's commissioner basically on a Zoom call all saying we've met, we're unanimous in saying we want to form this partnership. I think calling it a strategic partnership would be a good place to start. Maybe not an alliance, maybe not like a super conference just yet. But they said they are going to work together to hopefully see scheduling for college basketball, college football. They did mention women's and men's college basketball and college football that they hope to see interconference rivalries and things like that happen but then they were asked well what specifically will you do and they said oh well we don't have specifics and then you know it was right. the same it was a lot of that in this press they're conference. not gonna they're not gonna have athletic directors tear up contracts with they were games that they've already that. got set yes. and we know how far out we like to schedule in college football as well which has always seemed ridiculous to me because that just prevents when you get an idea like this it's going to take God till God knows how long. And we start talking about contracts and of course, contracts in a way were made to be broken because that's what college football coaches do, right? You either get fired before it runs out or you leave that position before it runs out. 
but it, it kind of throws a wrench into the plans. And the, the main the main sticking point with me is the talk about maybe reducing the number of conference games. I think is my like big headline with this, which isn't anything that's totally official, but no, they're saying if you could all line up and have eight conference games and then agree to play at least one non-conference game against if we're the Big Ten, that'd be one ACC and one Pac-12. Yeah, then two other pockets on the schedule to fill it out. They did say that they look to do that they and look they, to do they it, yeah. wanna they're gonna form didn't they I believe there was something about a working group that's going to get together with all <laughs> from the three conferences. You need a you need a workshop group. <laughs> well you gotta, here, talk, here's, you gotta hammer this stuff out. See, I'm kinda torn on this because I, I see a couple different things here. Number one, I look back at it after as this press conference was happening and saying everything that led up to this week basically said they're gonna announce something, but don't be surprised if it's just a starting point. Don't be surprised if it's a building block. And then I've seen people like Stuart Mandel and some of these other people who are like, this won't mean anything. This is nothing. They have no power. This is nothing. What is this going to do? And it's like, well, they were saying this all a couple days ago. And and my answer to that is if the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 all said we are forming a conference, more or less, we are all scheduling each other as secondary opponents, and that is going to be locked in. And then they bundle that with contracts and figures and all this stuff. That's 41 Power 5 conference schools. 41. Coming together and saying we're all aligned with this. And by the way, we also are aligned on all these other off the field things that we'll get to in a moment. I do think that would have a lot of power. I do think if everyone agrees and says we're what would be like a huge step was if they said and we're electing. Um, a president of this alliance, Rick Flair. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Like, Rick Flair. <laughs> Let's go. He's a fan of all forty-one schools. He doesn't know which one Just he likes let, the best. Don't let Rick Loves Flair. Loves those Michigan guys, Tellus Newell and Sep Buell. <laughs> He's got them all. He loves yeah, them so much. Those Michigan dudes. guys. Yeah. Just don't let them on a train. But no, if they would have elected some kind of president figure and said he doesn't supersede the commissioners, but. When we're represented as an alliance on alliance level things, this guy's going to be the spokesman. This person is going to speak for all of our conferences. And then, you know, the Big Ten can still do what they've got to do for certain, you know, conference issues, Pac-12, et cetera. But on big picture things, that would have been great. Instead, they did none of that. They even went to this level, Timmy. There, There was some quotes from multiple commissioners here. Kevin Warren said something like this. I want to say Jim Phillips That's from the, the ACC, ACC guy, yeah. also said this. But Kevin Warren had this quote. If you have to go back and look at a contract that you signed, you probably entered a deal with the wrong parties. <laughs> well, this was when someone asked him, hey, did you guys sign a contract? Is there an agreement in right, place? Like, right. how long is this for? And he said, well, there's there's no signed contract. And they all made that clear. There's Right now, there's no signed agreement between these schools to all do this or between these conferences. And I don't understand that logic at all. Like, oh, if you have to look at your contract all the time, you signed the wrong deal. Well, go ahead and rip up all your contracts with all your basketball and football coaches and see how that goes. Just pay them week to right? week. If yeah. you trust them, you believe in them, just go ahead and rip those up and pay them. Like, I don't understand the logic there. Don't skirt the issue. You guys said this was going to be something significant, but you haven't even got to the point where you've signed a contract yet to say we're all in this together. Maybe that will come down the road. It almost it almost kind of backs up all of us that thought something was going to be done. Is the second we learned that big time powerhouse programs like Texas and Oklahoma were dropping out of the Big 12, formerly the Big 8 where they started, right? 
and we're going to go to the SEC, and it was going to continue to become a superpower. And we've been talking, you know, off the air about, you know, what this means for ESPN and the the finger pointing that was done with the Big 12's commissioner at the execs at ESPN about how there was some collusion. They were doing this with their rights for the college football playoff and how they'd want to keep that going and having the SEC and all the powerful teams. There was a lot to unpack with all of that. And there is no way, and I it, I just love some of the, like on this side, we're talking about the student athlete and the academics are going to come first. I mean, just, can, can we save it with all that? We're, Ugh, we're never, we're never going to hear the guys that are in suits that are making a lot of money and they are up there to make a lot of money for their institutions with these moves. And we're talking about sports, but that's the first thing that it's about. But yet the talking point's always going to say, their universities, their proud institutions, and academics. Yes, but there was come no, first. there was no academic reason for making these changes. They it, did not. This was not motivated by guys. Yeah. Textbooks are going no, up. They cost no. a lot of money. We got to form an alliance. They never did that. And as I was walking out of the studio because this press conference, it's it's still going on. Is that live no, no, right no, there? It, it's or is that just a it's replay? Ended. It's a replay. Well, it was it's, it was, ended. It was going on at least 45, 50 minutes because yeah. I I walked out of the booth at at two forty five and Kevin Warren was answering a question about. So is this in retaliation or is this in response to Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC? And he he sort of admitted that it was, which I think is for Kevin Warren, who's just great at saying a whole lot of nothing and just sticking to the copy points. I was at least pleased to hear that because, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. You're doing this because something major happened in your game and you had to be ready for it. And I'm with you. We might not have gotten a lot of concrete things with this today, but with the Pac-12, Big 12 and ACC buddying up together against the sec it's yeah. a, it, it can lead well, to sizable things it's that is seismic the, shifts in the sport that is the other part of this and i want to take a break we'll come back and talk about that because even though today was kind of an empty bunch of statements or a bunch of like happy thoughts and there's things interesting that, ideas there's things that, that this is there it's there, going to go places there is a possibility this is a seismic day in college football and we'll explain why when we come back it's uh man and bone timmy hall filling in on the fan Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane of I-71 southbound before East Broad Street. Traffic is stop and go from 670 in this area. Plan about a five-minute slowdown as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. At Batteries Plus, they do more than fix phones and tablets. They help their neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Timmy Hall filling in for Common Man today. We'll go inside the NFL coming up at 348. 4 o'clock hour, it's rapid fire. 5 o'clock hour, we have a game show. Uh, by the way, Connecticut, my guys at Connecticut, they are so excited about this. I'm excited about it too. It's the open house savings event this Thursday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Friday, or Thursday and Friday. Saturday, it's 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. This is at their location in Canal Winchester. This is the time. If you are looking to buy a Connecticut water system, whether that is a Premier Series water softener, whether that is a K5 drinking water station, I have both of those in my house. They are excellent. Don't know what we would do without them. The water is so much better in our house because of that. We have no more funk in our water. But if you want to buy one of those things, this weekend is the time to do it. You can get $1,000 off the water softener, $700 off the drinking water 
system as well. Filters, accessories are going to be discounted as well. There's all kinds of goodies there at Connecticut. Plus, they're going to have prizes they're giving away. So stop in, see them, and get your water defunkified. In fact, get the funk out of your water with Connecticut. That's what we always like to say here. So uh, that is ConnecticutColumbus.com to get all the details. I even post a little video. In case you forget, go on Twitter, like that video, and then you'll have it to remind yourself, hey, when is this open house event? Is this if on you your Twitter? It's on my Twitter. Your Twitter. I say I posted it. I hit I hit send, and I don't know if it's up there. But it's going to be up there soon. Anyway, All right. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. ConnecticutColumbus.com. Go I look like at my own videos. Look at my fat face on Twitter, and then you can also be reminded that way. But ConnecticutColumbus.com, that's the place to go. Um, all right, so we were talking about this, I don't know, they keep calling it the Alliance. Nicole, Nicole Auerbach, who's a writer for uh, The Athletic, she coined that phrase. And not, I, I don't have anything against Nicole Auerbach, but I just it feels very like pro-wrestling, the Alliance. I think we should come up with something better. How about the Alliance of American Football? <laughs> That's That name's not tainted at all. You're right. It's, it's good. certainly not taken anymore. It's not taken anymore. Well, well, that look, doesn't exist. If you look in the second graph of the official release that's on Big Ten, everyone can go and read this. If you want to see for yourselves just how official or how generic all of this news of the day was, Big10.org has it. I would imagine the Pac-12 and the ACC websites have the same exact press release, right? Like, I'm going to go check that next to see if there's if it's different or if it's the same one. Because if it truly is a joint thing and, a, and an alliance, it would be the exact same. Because all three guys are up there and all three logos are in the backdrops That's right. for the press conference as well. And it says, the alliance long dash. What do you call that long dash in I writing? Don't know, I don't know. What's the uh, name for that thing? I just thought it was a dash. <laughs> well, you know, but you got the dash, know, and then you got the, egg, the double. The egg. I don't if know you do what the it is. double dash in Microsoft Word, and then extends. Yes, it. I don't know what it's called. I don't, I don't know. know. But say, it says the alliance, and then long dash, and then continues to talk about it. I know. So they're, they're kind they're, of they're adopting the alliance. Yeah. I just don't. I don't like that name. I think maybe perhaps Nicole Auerbach got that fed to her by one of her sources, who was like, "And by the way, we want to call it the alliance." So put that out there. I don't know. Either way. Here, here's why we could I say, use a name though. Yeah. Names, uh, suggestions are, g- are going to be taken. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we touched on this earlier. Why are they doing this? What is the reason that they are even entertaining this? I've seen a lot of college writers, college football writers, saying like, "What is even the point of this?" Here's the point: they know all these commissioners saw what happened with Texas and Oklahoma, and they saw how many more dollars the SEC is going to make if they do that then you factor in the 12 team college football playoff expansion idea remember where that just kind of we went from oh expansion's not on the horizon we're not really even talking about it we're still good with four teams we went from that to here's a whole model a 12 team model instantly put up in like six months we went from there's no action on this to wow this is crazy and and almost as crazy as the texas oklahoma thing going to the sec do you remember who's on that committee to expand the college football playoffs? Do you remember who it was? Yes, that is Greg Sankey. Yes, is the yeah. only commissioner from the Power Five conferences who was on this committee. He was on there with Jack Swarbrick from Notre Dame. He was on there with, uh, I want to say someone from West Virginia, one of their administrators or AD or coaches or somebody. And I, I'm trying to remember who else was on that committee, but it did not involve primarily the ACC, the Pac-12, or the Big Ten. So... Or the, the Big 12. Yeah. yeah or the Big Bulls, 12 too. Bullsby. Right. Yeah. Right. What you said. Yeah. So 
all those commi- all those conferences are looking at this and going, hold on a second. And and what's happening with the SEC, by the way? Who are they about to be in lockstep with? ESPN. Yeah. Twenty twenty four. All of the there will be no more SEC on CBS. Those games that we watch, that's not happening after twenty twenty four. That's all going to ESPN. So ESPN controls the rights to the college football playoffs. They control the rights to the SEC football games and the SEC president is in charge of putting together a system apparently that did not consult these other conferences and said, oh yeah, we're going to expand the playoffs so that we can have possibly four, five, six SEC teams in there if we want to. All of a sudden, all these other commissioners are going, I like, I almost get the vibe. It's not even, we're worried we're going to lose money. We're worried. They're saying, we don't like the fact that you just went off and did this and didn't ask anybody. And you've kind of gone all behind our backs and done all of it. So here's where I say this could actually be a big deal. If these three conference commissioners, after making this announcement today, they don't just say, all right, job done, high five each other. And then in two years, this falls apart. If they actually get back to work hard and heavy over the next six months and they do the little dirty work that Greg Sankey was doing behind the scenes, if they are all willing to put that in and come up with something in six months that's much stronger than this, with signed contracts, with we're canceling football matchups and we're realigning all that. Oh, by the way, we're going to find out how we can get out of this ACC television deal. The ACC television deal runs through 2035. It's a it's the whole reason why I believe today they didn't announce we're all together and here's our TV package we're going to do and all this other stuff. So the one, they can't do that yet. You know, the one thing that I was thinking about with this too is what kind of leeway are you going to give some of these athletic directors if if you become more official with this alliance and everybody does agree to knock it down to eight conference games, which, let's see, the, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are the two at nine, right? Yeah, the they ACC would have to drop down eight to eight anyway. Yeah, yeah. And Notre Dame's got that, Notre Dame's sort of the, the different one. That has that five game deal. They're an ACC, ACC member in every way except for football. Except for football yes. where they play five ACC teams. Yes, right. What kind of opportunity? Because you talk about ripping up TV contracts. And we heard a lot about the We heard a lot of that term force majeure through the pandemic. Right. Yep. I heard Gene Smith utter, utter that a lot because what happens, you know, when games are canceled and mm-hmm. these are not really contingencies that anyone ever thought was going to pop up, but, you know, big-time money-making college football games. We've always just had our sports, right? Since World War II, we've always just had our sports. So you've got some recent experience with this, too, with ripping up contracts and changing things and the dollar amounts. If you can really sink your teeth into some of these matchup possibilities, like imagine an Ohio State-Notre Dame, and nothing would have prevented them from doing this anyway, but what about a 10-year deal, you know? Well, it's, Where you can go home and home that. with Ohio State and Notre Dame, and you get something that is just really attractive to go after more of what... Because you've had some. The Big Ten has had already some really attractive matchups when you have Ohio State really in anybody, Penn State, Michigan, the big non-conference game they're going to play. But if you can enter into something, make it more regional, regional more rivalry type of feeling with a Notre Dame who's in this alliance now... You've got more to provide those TV execs to open up their checkbooks to go against what the SEC is going to continue to boast. Yeah, here here's the reality: Clemson having a guaranteed game against a Pac-12 opponent and a Big Ten opponent—that's a big, big money maker. Big Ohio yeah. State having that, Penn State, Miami, USC—all those schools having guaranteed out of conference and it's set in stone 
That is where the money is. And that's why I'm surprised they didn't already have that done. But maybe that's what they're going to do next. And if they do, that's where this becomes huge. So we'll continue to talk about it. There's lots more to unpack from this today. It was was a pretty interesting day in college football, but we'll talk about that. There's an awkward situation brewing in Minnesota. We'll talk about that next. It's Man and Bone with Timmy Hall filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier an accident has cleared from I-71 southbound before Greenlawn Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. And a disabled vehicle still blocking the left lane of 71 southbound before East Broad Street. Traffic is backed up to 670. This traffic report is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. For the health coverage you need close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more, all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan, visit Lean on Molina for details. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I would, no, no. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. We'll go inside the NFL coming up 348. Rapid fire, 4 o'clock hour. Game show, 5 o'clock hour. So this, this story from Everson Griffin who is now back with the Vikings may remember that he was longtime Vikings player drafted by them. Great player for many years. Yeah. Great defensive end. And then last year at the age of 33 moved on. He was with Dallas for a little bit, was with the lions for a hot minute. And back in January, he tweeted something out about Kirk cousins. In fact, he tweeted this specifically. He said, (laughs) quote, he, number one, added the Vikings. So he said, at Vikings, Kirk Cousins is ass. Yeah. Thank you. Added just, the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Didn't even just, add Kirk Cousins. Why did just, is it Kirk <laughs> on Twitter? And, I don't know. And Say then, it right to him. Well, he probably is. Then he said, ask Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, their head coach, ask Zimmer <laughs> if he wanted Kirk. And then he said, he will tell you the truth. Who wanted Kirk Cousins? Take your guess. It's basically intimating that this was not Zimmer's call. This was, you know, front office's call. Everson Griffin. Then later on in that same day, again, this was back in January where he's not playing for the Vikings. He said, I'm sorry for posting that about Kirk. It's not right for me to call people out. I apologize for hurting him. I'm very grateful and thank and thankful, which I don't know what the last part of that has to do with anything else. Like you're apologizing. Then you're like, I'm grateful for what you, you yelled at somebody online. Anyway, now, he is going back with the Vikings. And so these tweets have come back up and people are pointing out, hey, you uh, said some ni- nice things about Kirk Cousins. And he said that he plans to apologize to Kirk Cousins for this after the insulting tweets. He also said he's already apologized to Mike Zimmer. So that's not awkward. That won't be weird. Well, in knowing the kind of guy that Kirk Cousins is, I would doubt that he even gives a crap about this. Like looking at some of the things that he's been doing lately and, and saying he you doesn't care so. about. I don't think he would. And again, like when you're all the stuff that gets said to in the National Football League. Well, but it just it, goes around and around. And we can dig anything guys, up on social media, right? When he was with your guys. Wasn't he the one running in after the game going, you like that? Like, yeah, yeah he I was mean, the you he, like that guy. Like, right. So he hears this stuff a little bit, doesn't he? I I hope so. I, I don't think it will bother him, but 
I hope it can further drive a wrench because I sort of, as a as a Washington football team fan, mm-hmm. have something invested in seeing Kirk Cousins just plummet, just continue to wane. Yeah, and he's been he's been good, right? He's been sort of the guy that he was in the last two years with Washington. He can put up some stats. Give him that. Sure. Yeah, he can put up some statistics, right? <laughs> Yes. He'll get you the touchdowns and he'll have more more of those than he does interceptions, pretty good completion percentage, good yards. Hey man, but you, he don't, just you don't have to convince me on it. I've not make, been a Kirk Cousins fan. He just doesn't ever make a lot of big time throws in big game situations. You're not winning anything big with Kirk Cousins. And I'm not really happy with the way that my team handled the franchise tagging and giving that guy fifty million over two years, but if you didn't, you weren't going to have any kind of quality quarterback at all back at the time. And at least they didn't want to invest 130 or 140 million over five or six years with this guy. Right. Because you're seeing what it is with Minnesota. And you could say, oh, wouldn't you rather have him back there now? Well, you wouldn't have the defense that you have in Washington, which could be the best in the NFL. And I'm not sold that he'd even be that much better than a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, a journeyman QB who just seems to know what each team needs from him when he goes into a situation. I, I look at Kirk Cousins as a a marginally percentages, I'll say 10 to 15%, maybe even 20% better quarterback than like Andy Dalton. Where Andy Dalton yeah, had, with I the think Bengals, that's fair. Andy Dalton say. had plenty of moments where you said, man, this guy looks really good. He is throwing some darts. He looks awesome. But then it came time for, all right, we are down to crunch time. This is a big game. You need to step up and make three to five plays that will take over this game. And it wasn't just like, well, that was his first time there. He didn't get it done. That's okay. It it was multiple chances to get it done in the playoffs. And he just never really got to the level. Now, Andy Dalton did that. Couldn't win a playoff game. Kirk cousins is a better quarterback than Andy Dalton, but he's better. Yeah, he is for sure. He has the expectations on him that this is a guy who can lead you to a Super Bowl. You were paid. And that's not who he yes, is. You were paid to be that guy, to be a consistent top seven or eight quarterback in the National Football right. League. That's what the going rate was. That's what all the discussion was about when he was getting tagged in D.C. It was about him, you know, moving on from RG3. RG3 was beginning to be an afterthought. Like, after his injury and going into his second year, he wasn't even a thing anymore. It was clearly going to be Kirk or somebody else. Yeah. And Minnesota just dumped it all on him with the guaranteed, three-year yeah. guaranteed contract. Almost 100 mil, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you haven't really done anything in the postseason to show for it. Yeah, I been just, to the Super Bowl. I don't I don't hate the guy or anything. I just I and you and <laughs> you and yeah and you got an extra game in in the one run by that one of the worst defensive plays oh, sure. in the history of football, absolutely. right? That's one Minnesota, of the Minnesota uh the Saints game. Saints yeah. game. Yeah, yeah sorry. I yeah. can't talk. No, that's all right. But it's it's truly and honestly Everson Griffin made this comment back when he didn't think he was going to be with the Vikings. And <laughs> <laughs> and then he thought better of it and said, okay, whoops, I apologize. That was wrong of me. But the reality is that's that's not a guy who didn't know what was going on in yeah, Minnesota. He did think that. He was he was around that he team did, for a long time. He knew exactly what they were going through. He knew organizationally probably who wanted it and who didn't. And he is aware of it and thought, I'm going to lay it all out on Twitter. And now he's had to come back and apologize. I guess the good news is they obviously play on different sides of the football, so... 
You're not going to have a bunch of... It's not like a star wide receiver saying that. That gets worse because then it's like, well, that's directly who you're in the huddle with every single game. Right. That's a little bit worse. But either way, I I respect the honesty. It's just now going to be really awkward. So I, I look forward to seeing how this all plays out. And I also look forward to this. If Kirk Cousins is asked this year... I look forward to seeing these people who suddenly are. Everson, what's your thought? What are your thoughts on Kirk? Well, it's, <laughs> it's the that. weekly uh, trip to Everson's or locker, or it's the people around the team who are like sources inside the Vikings say there is growing distrust of Kirk Cousins' abilities to lead this team, and it's like, well, gee, wonder where those are coming right. from. Right, and I love the extra <laughs> we'll insight know who's too. Who's going to be saying that? I love the extra insight about how you know talk to Mike Zimmer about that too, like in the oh, old yes. Tweet. He, he doesn't even want, want him. He yeah. doesn't want to deal with that at all. That's the last thing Zimmer wants to deal with. He's got to, you know, keep his eyeballs in. I mean, he's got problems there, man. That guy, I feel bad for him. He's had so many issues with the eyes. Hopefully, uh, gets it all sorted I know. out. Guy just needs a quarterback that can lead him to a Super Bowl. Yeah, like imagine if he just won a Super Bowl. I bet he would retire like instantly after that and be like, "All right, I'm done. Uh, okay, yeah, I got out out of health here. issues. Let's I just want to be out of be here. Be done with this. Yeah, but can't get there. So there you go. Blame Kirk Cousins for Mike Zimmer's. Bad eyes. That's what I say. That's what I. Well, I think gotta, that's what we're doing here. To watch him just melt in big game that's after it. big game. That's going to do it to you. That would. I'd shoot my eyeballs out of my eye sockets too if that was happening. Uh, inside the NFL is coming up next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find on 71 southbound before East Broad Street. A disabled vehicle is causing some heavy backups in that area. Traffic is stop and go from 670. There is a wreck around scene trying to get things clear, but please be cautious here in the meantime and plan on some backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect has amazing prices for everything on your back-to-school list. Now Staples Comp Books, two pocket poly folders, 24-pack of Crayola crayons, and an 8-pack of Pep Rally number 2 pencils are just 50 cents each. Offer ends on September 8th. 18th, limit 30, prices may vary online. On the NRA with fan traffic. Dare, dare to be dumb. The team that is better on paper will win at least 50% of the time. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Hope Tuesday is going well. Nine days from Ohio State kickoff. That's right, all the coverage right here on the fan starting. I don't know, 2.30 on uh, next Thursday, but we'll be on the air all day, 6 a.m., Morning Juice, all the other shows, Bishop and Laurinaitis. Then I think we're going to be on at noon after that. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. But Buckeye football is coming up soon. Can't believe it. Keep it in front of you, man. I'm just, everybody's like thinking about it. Everybody's got it out there. Let's just just keep it on the forefront. So we got some Buckeye football. We'll talk a little Buckeye football coming up 4 o'clock hour as well. Are you doing like any traditions? when you get ready for the college football season, because I'll admit like in my hierarchy of, of sports viewing, like things that I really get excited to watch it's Buckeye football, college basketball. I'm a junkie with that. Yeah. The major championships in golf. I really love that. Mm -hmm. Sure. Those are, those are like at the top, the NFL, like surely, certainly the NFL, but yeah, yeah, that's, I, I look at the NFL as like, the wallpaper of our sports life where it's just it, yes. like, it's always it's there. there. It's you always never there. acknowledge it, you but it's always there. You don't need to be yes. revved up for the NFL We're because all, it's yes. just, it's, all consuming. it's yes. so captivating the, the Sunday it's just there fantasy football. When we finally start talking about our drafts and I know, I know how you feel about people talking about their own fantasy football teams. <laughs> and I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> 
I, and we always seem to forget about the fantasy football league until it's like two weeks before the season starts and you look forward to it and they're like, Oh yeah, is everybody good for uh, this night? Can we hop on a zoom mm-hmm. or whatever now get in the, uh, the, the window, the room and well, let's go, let's get that thing going. That kind of sets the marker, but Buckeye football really like for me, hosting the, the show, hosting the Buckeye show, we just get to, to count it down starting from about a, about a hundred days out. Yeah. So it's just, it's fantastic. When you get to the single digit countdown, it's almost like it's here already and you're getting into game week. It's just such a fantastic time. It is. It's exciting. We'll have all the coverage, of course, right here. You're home of the Buckeyes, right? It's right here on the fan. Let's go inside the NFL. Common Man and T-Bones inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. All right, take it away, Timmy. All right, so did you check any Trevor Lawrence out last night? We were talking about yeah, Trevor and I did you know, how, what Urban was talking about with Gardner Minshew and saying very, very mum on the quarterback race and not committing to Trevor Lawrence being the starter, how he's got to earn it, right? And... Trevor Lawrence recently told ESPN that he had no expectations after being the number one overall pick in the draft, saying, you know, like any competitor would, right? I'm going to come in here. I'm going to have to earn the job. He said, I think it's all about competition, especially I know coming from college, there was that it was that same way. Once I came into Clemson, Kelly Bryant was a returning starter, was quarterback the year before, had a good season. And coming into that, it's like you don't just walk in and get handed things. I just think that's a good way to run an organization, a team, whatever. People have to earn whatever they're given. So it's good to know there's not going to be, and we talked about this yesterday, you're not going to get any kind of attitude from Trevor Lawrence. He seems like a good kid, like his head is screwed on tight. And I, I thought all things considered, if if you saw him compared to Gardner Minshew, Lawrence didn't turn the football over, didn't have any picks. Minshew did. And that Saints defense was just getting after them. Oh, it, it, it was you, rough. And Lawrence tell you, it was looked a, up and down. It, but you know what? That that yeah. was. I'm gonna just chalk that up to Jags that was, bad. Well, Jags bad, and that was a generic looking offense. Two I'm, starters right on the offensive line. Oh, Andrew Norwell, who Urban Meyer yeah. is gonna love having on his team again, wasn't just, out there. I just don't know if that's what we're actually gonna see from Urban Meyer's offense. I'd be shocked if it is. But if that's the offense, man. Oof. Trevor Lawrence might have said, man, maybe I should have stayed in clubs in another year just to, you know, round out my college resume. But either way, I think I think it'll be better than that. But it did not look good yesterday. Yeah, and, you know, Zach Wilson, if you have been watching and hearing what all the NFL experts are saying, he's had a good little start here. And you don't want to make too much out of the preseason. Justin Fields is at a great start, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Justin has looked yep. really, really good. And all of us here in Columbus would say, well, hey, I told you so. I still was at the point where it was Trevor Lawrence, clear favorite, clear, clearly the best guy in this draft class. Then it was Justin Fields, second. So I, I don't care what Trey Lance is going to do in the preseason or how good Zach Wilson is going to look. I'm staying with that. And Fields hasn't done anything but give you confidence and the pro that he's going to be, the quarterback that he is going sure. to turn into be. Yeah. Another thing that happened, though, that's bad for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did you hear the news now, guys, about Trevor, uh, sorry, Travis Etienne, yeah. Trevor Lawrence's teammate at Clemson, who, you know, Urban double tapped the running backs in that first round? He is out for the season. 
Oh, I didn't see him out, out for the, the season. season he had a now. injury last night in that game. The they, dreaded Liz Frank. Uh, yeah, the dread. He's going to undergo surgery. Sources told Adam Schefter he's on IR. He is going to miss his entire maybe, rookie season. Maybe what the Khan family needs to do is just sell Urban Meyer on the idea of getting two number one overall picks back to back years. Because <laughs> it, it might be it's a, a good way to rebound. You just say, hey, right? just look, whatever you can do this year. But if you're the worst team in the league, it's all right. Let's just. Let's just get another first round pick next year. Let's try this again. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic way to rebound. Did I did I say the Jaguars took two running backs in the first round? I meant they took Trevor Lawrence, two Clemson and Travis. Is what I assumed. Yeah. Meant, yeah. So how about this situation? Now, Cole Beasley, of course, has been as outspoken as anyone in sports. Yeah. I would say about yeah. not wanting to get the vaccine and just wanting to live his one life, right? One life. The way that he wants to live it. Unlike cats who get nine of them. Cats are lucky. Cats get nine lives. They're, they're luckier, right? If you're an actor in the musical Cats, you actually get 18. <laughs> you double right. it up. I mean, that's just been... Is that officially unless dead, Unless though? you're an understudy. Isn't that officially dead? Is Cats still on? I don't know. No way. I, I can't be dead. It's a cat. Bodie, Broadway expert, look up, see if Cats is still <laughs> no, running. I think, it, I think you're right. Any way, shape, done. or form. Well, I mean, but Cats are like climbing up walls. You gotta have extra lives when you're... That's right. ...like doing Spider-Man type of stuff, and you could take a big fall. So Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis and also star Lotulele, they are in quarantine for the Bills after being considered close contacts. They're going to miss the next five days of practice after being deemed close contacts. So all three players, though, tested negative. So Cole Beasley clearly telling you he's not getting the vaccine, so there's going to be some different treatment there as far as how you have to have, have to mask yeah. up and if you are has, fully vaccinated, has, it's more NFL, close to normalcy now in the NFL. It's five days if you're not vaxxed. And we'll talk more about that in a second because there's yep. another story about someone who's getting a five-day, you know, how do you do? Yeah, how do you, how do, you do? Right. You but, take a seat. Yeah. The trainer, though, that they're in close contact with, unfortunately, he is fully vaccinated. Yes. But Source told Adam Schefter, but is, they still have to do this. This is what we talked about yesterday, man. Like, I heard some NASCAR guys talking about this because they had a guy who had to sit out this past week, a driver who didn't get to race because... He got positive for COVID, but he's healthy and fine. But there are different yeah, well, protocols if, he's if got, you're not vaccinated. If, and if so the you trainer, think about it. if the trainer also has coronavirus and it's the Delta variant, you, you don't, don't want to be giving it, it to Cole Beasley, who's right. not vaccinated. Yeah. It could be worse for him. Exactly. That, so they're trying they're to keep you for your family, safety. Cole. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure he's handling it. Well. I I'm wonder sure what Cole it's Beasley's like at his house today. Yeah. The comments. We'll, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about how uh, something is going on with Cam Newton, and it's not totally his fault, but he's missing time right now with the Patriots. We'll talk about that next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle has been cleared from the roadway of I-71 southbound before East Broad Street. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow. As it recovers, plan on some residual backups. Stop and go backups from Fifth Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Wow Superfast Internet, best price of the year. Switch to Wow Internet for the best price of the year. One gig internet is fast with the most bandwidth, now only $49.99. Call 833-WOW-SALE for offer details and get this deal today. On the NRA with fan traffic. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Not singing, but you know Common Man would be at this point, so we'll leave it <laughs> right? there. Yeah, yeah, that's... I can't do it. I don't even know. I don't even know the lyrics. You don't? No, I don't know You the don't lyrics. know the lyrics to this song? 
That's too bad. I tell you what I was thinking about you, though. Because I know, because I know you like some Limp Biscuit, and I I've do. been I've been listening to a lot of Limp Biscuit lately. Out of nowhere, I don't I haven't listened to them mostly since high school. And then now it's like I do like to limp up on the with, old Spotify. I do like to limp with the biscuit. <laughs> how about his? How about Fred Durst? He's making a resurgence, right? I don't know how to describe that look that he's got, where it's just the long, shaggy, silver fox hair. He does have that with the, with the uh, handlebar mustache. Mm-hmm, it's an incredible yeah. look. It is Fred Durst. I know y'all be loving this right here. <laughs> I know you're a big Lynn Biscuit guy, but yeah, you know, it was funny the other day I was, so I had Abby, our almost two year old, and mm-hmm. I was like trying to watch her. Melissa and the other older two girls were out doing stuff. So I'm like watching her and I'm trying to straighten up the den mm-hmm. where, you know, she plays and stuff goes everywhere. So I was like, I'm going to put some music and on. Then, and then break the on. stuff unedited yes. pops oh, on. Yeah, but, yeah. She's, but she's not it's just even one t- of those days when I don't not- want to wake up. Everybody sucks. Yeah. It was Yeah. Which by the way, that song, now say what you will about like how he interprets his anger for like not waiting to wake up, but that is one of the real realist lyrics that I it's ever heard when I was in high school. It's so like, good. Oh, there's someone else who just doesn't want to get up today. <laughs> it's good to know. I'm glad that there's someone else like me, because today I just uh, want to stay in bed. T Bone back here spinning it for you on Christian radio. I got a new band <laughs> here, new song, new track to show you. It's called Break Stuff. Yeah, Limp yeah, Biscuit. That's right. Get back at me. But I had the, you know, little Spotify, you know, playlist up and then that comes on and I'm just dancing oh, you know i'm, I'm goofy yeah, dad I got yeah, my two-year-old. Yeah. i'm trying to just you know entertain her clean a little bit and she is losing her mind like she is Love jumping it, up yeah, and down she's so picking good. stuff up and throwing it across the room and i'm like yeah it's right don't really know why but you want to justify ripping someone's head off <laughs> bodie did you know so you were great. gonna get timmy hall fred durst impersonate impersonations today did you know you that we're getting it's, that when you come in it's a shame you didn't do this on the buckeye show tim because then it could have been a promo for our commercials that would have been perfect <laughs> no we would have had to it'll pay come fred back durst. Around. it'll come back around we would have had to pay rights to that to fred durst because they can't use it in a promo i bet you there's probably some law about that what or do something. you th- what do you think i'm gonna be throwing into my music app the second oh, i, I leave here yeah well actually you know what i was listening to was a limp biscuit lincoln park playlist that Look, was just oh man. all lincoln park and limp yeah. biscuit so it was like kind of getting slammed back and forth a little bit because those two you know they're they're a little different you on each the, side but there's a lot of angst. you get the lincoln park track with the evanescence mixed in was that lincoln park yeah wasn't that wasn't that you're thinking of are you thinking about that bring me to life song with evanescence that's 12 stones no that's the guy no and i'm not i'm thinking of, of lincoln park okay i don't remember that one. Oh god why well, yeah no I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up okay break great. This is I, the think, I think I'm right right there. This is fantastic. I always love it when we reference things on the show and then we don't remember <laughs> and then we what don't, they are. Right. <laughs> it's always good. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right? Right, Everyone else has the mobile phones too. They can look it up before I can. Yeah, that's fair. I But yeah, I, I, I'm, I have become more comfortable with my rap rock fandom. I, I, I admit it. I like that new metal stuff. I don't know what to say about it. it it's, I can't believe though... That's, that's the one. Stuff. It's numb. It's Linkin Park numb with Evanescence. She. That's the one. That. I didn't know that. Yes. Evanescence was on that. <laughs> yes. No there's idea. a version. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I've never that's heard exa- it. There it is. We I got gotta, it. I gotta go look. That's that exactly up. the one. It's fantastic. All I know is this. I used to be very ashamed of the fact that I like that style of music because everyone rips it. And like, I mean, I ripped Nickelback, so I get it. There's, 
it's not everyone's favorite style of music. And I don't support like all the things that are said in these songs. There's a lot of angst that I listen to those songs and I laugh. Like when Fred Durst is like, oh, it's just like, okay, dude, you're insane. Oh, like, man. I, yeah. I laugh the, at that. Come on. The lyrics are insane. But, right? They're just right. the dumbest lyrics. When you really sink are. your teeth into a, a limp biz, they're called limp biscuit <laughs> with a Z. <laughs> Although I can't Biz remember Kit, I, can't remember the I mean song. come on. Fred Durst is on a there's like a there's a track where they get a couple of guys from Wu Tang to come on to a Limp Biscuit song. I don't remember what it's called. I didn't even know it existed, but I was listening on this playlist and it just popped up. It's you know what? It's not half bad. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm I, gonna defend that song and say it wasn't half bad. I should, since we're talking about the biscuit, I, I should inform everyone something very personal about my life at a Limp Biscuit concert was the first time this guy ever saw a woman topless in my life. Really? That was yep. the moment? Yeah. Probably 14, 15-ish. Yeah. At okay. a concert. It was the the famous HF Festival, 99.1 HFS out of Baltimore. Big powerhouse I'm music sure station I'm back sure in the day. it's famous out yeah, there. Yeah. DC sure, 101 was the one in DC, HFS. Yeah. But they, I mean, their their concerts were massive. I mean, this was at the Baltimore Ravens Stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they were, and back then, there wasn't really a bigger get in the late 90s, early 2000s, whenever that was, to get Limp Biscuit headlining. Yeah. We were, and you know what? We the moshing been... was just insane. I just, as a kid, I'd never experienced anything like that. So it was, it was beautiful and fantastic. Here's the thing, Timmy. If you and I had grown up near each other, like, or gone to the same high school, because we're roughly similar in age. We grew up in the same high school. We would have been jamming at Limp Biscuit oh, concerts. We would have been talking yeah. about college basketball. All like, of tra- it. We would have been yeah. like best over Trajan Langdon stats, right? We'd be doing like, our brackets. Yeah, March. Tra- absolutely. Talking about Trajan Langdon or Carlos Boozer, mm-hmm. the better Alaskan absolutely. basketball player. Oh, Is man. Boozer from Alaska, too? Yeah. Oh, I knew yeah, Trajan Langdon, the Alaskan assassin. Alaskan Dukies. There you go. Right there. Look at that. What a weird connection. Man. Well, anyway, so, yeah. As it works out now, I hate you. But if I, if I knew you... <laughs> <laughs> if i knew you grew up back, in high school, back then we could have been yeah. great friends it yeah. would have been awesome uh by the way speaking of hating people did you see this uh the the paul brothers who i think we all can agree we hate oh jake logan paul and jake logan paul God, yes man so, i have a hard time you know whether it's credit to them because they're millionaires now or if it's just are you taking advantage of what our society is becoming to get all yeah. all this fame and fortune yeah but they're, be he, he, they're going in there and getting their bodies right enough, I guess, to be well, amateurish boxers. That's it, right and enough. Get beat up. Because yeah. so it's not something, great. Something came up where Miles Garrett was talking in an interview last week, and someone asked him about those guys and their celebrity boxing. And he said, quote, he would beat the brakes off of Logan Paul if he ever entered a celebrity boxing ring. He would. Of course he would. Yeah, he would. Yes, of course he would. What are we talking about? And so Logan or Jake Paul is like, no, he wouldn't, man. No, let's do it. Yeah. And then let's make, you know, $75 million putting yeah. it on. So then Jake Paul so, was yeah. on something up at uh, WKYC up in Cleveland. And they asked about that comment. And he said that basically Garrett should stick to football because Logan would knock him out if they ever got in the ring. That's just playing the game. And then he said how that, it goes. And now here's okay. You want to believe that you got some faith in your brother, whatever. He then cited the fact that Logan Paul took out Nate Robinson in a professional boxing match. And it's like <laughs> Nate Robinson is five, eight or if that, 
for you know former basketball player. What what does that have to do with you beating a gigantic <laughs> de- football defensive end, one of the fiercest think... guys in the league? That makes no sense. That is the dumbest argument I've ever heard. But yes, I have turned a complete one eighty on celebrity boxing. I'm with you. Let's do this and let's have Miles Garrett get in the ring with. But you know what? Both these guys. Like one and then the other. Miles Garrett wipes the floor with both guys. See I, the the whole Floyd go. Mayweather thing I was completely out on. You were not oh, of course, you were of not course. going to get me for one second well, for that, that nonsense. Here's why I, not gonna was, happen. I was out on that for multiple reasons. One, Floyd Mayweather piece of human garbage. I don't like him. But then you couple him with these guys who are like lesser pieces of human garbage, but also still guys I don't like. And then it's like we're gonna have this fight where you're involving arguably one of the greatest pound-for-pound fighters of all time, and then he's going to go in there and fight with one hand tied behind his back to make it look kind of fun, and then ultimately they did exactly what I thought they would, which is have a no-contest kind of, oh, oh, you know, this was it looked than I thought. pathetic. So they can do it again. The short and they're clips do it again. that I saw. The last time I even did anything boxing... I think you were involved. That was yeah. When we watched, that was the. It was a Pacquiao Mayweather, fight. It was Mayweather Pacquiao, wasn't it? Like one yeah, of those. I think it was it the very. It was the very first one, and it, it was terrible. Yes, and I said after that, so, I'm what done. Was it seventy five bucks or fifty? It was stupid. A hundred, maybe. Right? It was stupid. Yeah. What are we doing? Uh, that was going thirty three, thirty three on this. That was two Three houses guys. ago, Timmy. That was, that uh, was two different houses is where I've lived since that, that place. I regret it still. To that this was day. three level bone back then. <laughs> Not five level. Now it's five, five level, level bone. bones. A different thing. Uh, all right. Very quickly before I like don't pay off on my tease. Uh, the Patriots have had to keep Cam Newton out. Cam. Actually. You know what? We'll take a break because I don't want to shortchange this. You don't want to shortchange Cam Newton? We'll get into this story. We'll break it down officially. So Cam Newton is out right now for the next few days. Is this presenting a big opportunity for Mac Jones? We'll talk about that next when we come back. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads. You'll find some backups on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Watch out for delays. And more delays expected on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. This driving report is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. For the health coverage you need close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more, all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan. Visit leanonmolina.com for details. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. These guys are a big deal. And by big deal, I mean cheap and fat. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Timmy Hall filling in for Common Man today. Bodie is in for Panama Ted. Bodie is going to be doing rapid fire coming up 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, so there's uh, some news here about Cam Newton. We'll get to it. And some news just in from Ohio State, too. We'll keep you all caught up here. But the first thing is Cam Newton. So he can't come back to play for the Patriots until Thursday. Has to stay away from the facility over a COVID-19 testing issue. Uh, according to this story, he has to remain away from the team due to a misunderstanding on COVID-19 tests co- conducted away from NFL facilities. This happened because he traveled to a Patriots-approved medical appointment that required him to leave the New England region. He received daily COVID tests, which were all negative, but according to a statement from the team, due to a misunderstanding about tests conducted away from the NFL facilities and required NFL and NFLPA protocols, Cam will be subject to a five-day re-entry process. Um, According to the protocols, Tier 1 and Tier 2 individuals, including all players, 
are exempt from daily testing and allowed to travel if they've received the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm. So obviously you can... You can gather something there. Yeah, right. So that means that Mac Jones, the 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 on-the-field aspect of that is Mac Jones gets more first-team reps. And he's not looked bad in the preseason. He's looked good. He has. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, quarterback class, right? That was the thing. There were a, a good amount of QBs. I had Mac Jones at the absolute end of that. But sure. go figure, here he comes, the Alabama kid, and he's looking good for the New England Patriots. Yeah, I was uh, making the joke on Twitter that, because Bill Belichick had said, like, look, Cam's the guy. Cam's the guy, Before yeah. preseason, and I thought, huh, how would how would Bill Belichick be able to back away from a statement where he said so definitively who his starting quarterback is? Oh, maybe you just misunderstand the testing protocol. It seems odd that the Patriots would not be aware of how that works, but... right. Or you're Bill Belichick and you get to the point where you may have said that before the preseason, but Mac Jones has looked better in practice and in the preseason. <laughs> right. And you say, guess what, guys? The plan has changed. We're misunderstanding. Now Mac, We're we, gonna... we misunderstood how Cam Newton was going to play. <laughs> and now Mac, now I'm understanding how Mac Jones is going to play. Yeah. So exactly he's the guy. Right. Yeah. So there you go. We'll keep an eye on that situation. That's very interesting, though. And it, it does pretty much lay it out there for you, though. I mean, if if you have the vaccine in the NFL, you're treated differently than if you don't have the vaccine. And that is to try to stop the spread of this to people who don't have the vaccine. It seems fairly simple to me. I, I had to tell you this while uh, we didn't talk about this, but I saw something that I, I think you would laugh at because we, before the show, were talking about the Max Kellerman news and we're, we're interested. And I, and I imagine a lot of listeners are too with, with people who are moving around in the media and what's happening with sports radio and sports TV. Cause a lot of you watch it, right? You have, Grown up watching ESPN and taking and consuming their content. There was a there was a Patriots thing. I was on the the main NFL page, right? You yeah. where you think you're going to get the top headlines, main NFL page, and off to the side it was a it was in their video featured videos, right? So where mm-hmm. you're going to package the best little snackable content that you've had from that day or past couple of days, and the headline said Mina Kimes is not buying the Patriots as a Super Bowl contender. Okay. I was like, <laughs> what? Who the F is? <laughs> I don't it's know. Like, what? And I'm not, it's not bad on Mina no, Kimes. No, like, it's, it's just, just the fact why that, was that highlighted. Why is a, that the yeah. quote? Like, who is working on the, the digital platform well, that day, right? <sighs> that put, puts that video like I went, like I went jamming the keys. I'm like, uh-huh. like, am I missing something? Like, what are people thinking about the Patriots here? I'm like, no, they have about the 17th best Super Bowl odds. Yeah, they're not going into the season. No, Nobody's no should be saying buying that. that. I don't. Who's buying that? Yeah, that's a product. Of I don't ES- even know who's going to QB them. ESPN is trying to farm hot takes at all times of day, and sometimes they just don't understand what they're talking about. Right? Not, not, not many times. Is it because it's still the, people, the Patriots? The people you've got to put in the Patriots social media there? stuff. I guess. Yeah. So whoever's doing their social media was like, I'm going to highlight this. She doesn't think the Patriots are good enough. And it's like, okay. She probably yeah. saw that up there. She's, and was like, well, yeah, of course I don't buy them <laughs> as a Super yeah, Bowl contender. Well, they're middle of the road. I'll tell you, if I, if I, their worked, day at, is done. If I worked at ESPN, I wouldn't be able to look at any of ESPN's actual social media. Cause I'd probably get mad half the time where they misrepresented <laughs> what I said yeah. just to, Get some kind of hot take going. But anyway, there you go. So that's the latest on going on with the Patriots. Now the Ohio State news. Uh, this is not shocking given that the vaccine just became, you know, uh, FDA approved, at least the Pfizer version of the vaccine. But it's going to start happening many, many places now. Yep. Ohio State is requiring every student, faculty, and staff member to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Now this is not an immediate 
uh, mandate necessarily, but for all Ohio State students, faculty, and staff, you will have to have at least a first dose by Friday, October 15th, 2021. Uh, the second dose, if you're getting a two-dose vaccine, must be done by November 15th. So from a sports perspective, right, this would mean that I know Ryan Day said there were approximately 10 members of the team that had not yeah, been vaccinated. They will need to be vaccinated or you're not yeah. playing in the game. That's right. I mean, it's so pretty much, you, it, you can get away with it until October 15th, but by that point, you're going to be missing out on a big part of the season. I mean, that's still, you got six or seven games after that. So never mind if you go to, you know, playoffs or anything. So whoever that is, if they want to play, I assume you don't get to play for the football team if you're not allowed to be on campus, right? So that's going to be included for all the coaches and staff too, but now we know that's that's out there. And, and by the way, if you think that's overreaching or anything, LSU today announced they're doing the same thing. All yeah. their fans, LSU, will, all their students have to be vaccinated. LSU also said, if you want to come to a game, you have to prove that you had a vaccine or a negative COVID test. And by the way, they will not be the last school that will do that, too. So that's where we're headed, folks. That's what's happening. Um, so for those who are holding out, just be aware. Interested to see, you know, what. <laughs> these decisions are going to you know wind up doing for the number because where are we ohio fully vaccinated 47.8 percent that's insane just what's this going to do in our own neighborhoods our own communities how will will that number tick up if your job is now going to say your job your place of business your school either get it or i'm sorry you can't come around here right now. I'll we'll have to come up with other alternatives. I don't know what kind of exemptions can be well, made. I don't know for why people certain look. situations. There could be some of those given out, but for the most part, I I would think it's Tim, it's I natural was, that number's going to tick up now. I was thinking about this the other earlier today because yeah, I mean it's it's there's been a lot of focus on vaccines and people. It's become very polarized for some people, not most people, I think, but some people are very polarized on this. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you well, have noticed that? One of, <laughs> I've noticed it too. <laughs> have you, but you, know, have you noticed this? But just to put this all in perspective, folks, you remember if, you don't remember the sound effect that we play of Timmy Hall on the air? Yeah, <laughs> and it's done. So that's Tim live doing his own drops that we've played. That was not. That was not the sound clip. That sound clip is from Tim taking a vaccine, taking a vaccine on the air, live on the yes, radio. We they we had that was sponsored. I won't say you know what company it was, but they sponsored. Getting people vaccinated, the flu shot, and it was free and available to everyone. Come in and get it, and to show how easy it is to get your flu vaccine, we both, I think I did it once, you did it once, Bobby Carpenter did it, I mean, lots of people at the station did this on the air. Anthony did it on the air. This is not, I, I just, we've gotten in like a few years to this point where it's this insane thing where it's like, it's not insane to get a vaccine in your arm. This is something that a lot of people do all the time, and every school I ever am aware of ask for your vaccine records before they let your kid go pretty, to school. I'm pretty so sure. I'm pretty, pretty sure standard you, I'm, process. Look, my wife's a nurse and I'm pretty sure, I don't want to say a thousand percent, but I think they have to get the flu shot. Yeah. Like, I think that's mandated. Right. I've, I'm aware they of that. They have yeah. to get the flu that's shot how, at least medical professionals every that year. That sounds right to me. I'm and not I also sure think, yeah. well, well, yeah, now definitely, but I think the the hospital was before, had already said oh, this. yeah, all this before They had already COVID, decided right. this before, well, before the rest of the campus, the mandate you're reading about how it's all students, right? It's everyone, it's at Ohio State is what you just read, right? It's just came yeah. out? yeah. That's true. I think the hospital had already decided that yeah, before this, this, this news just, came out. Yeah, this just came out minutes ago. It's different so, standards, you know, uh, dealing with people's lives there in the yeah. hospital. So there you go. October 15th, the deadline. I don't know what that means 
I mean, they're saying that everybody in, in those, you know, students, faculty, and staff, I don't think that necessarily means anything for going to a football game on nothing campus. Yet. Yeah, no, nothing yet. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that comes down well, the line, too. Well, I mean, you, just because of what the campus mask policy is, right? Mask you and have vaccine to, policy, would, yeah. You have to be, even if it's going to be a full shoe, you're going to have to be masked I would think to be in there. Either, well, I don't know. I, I'm Right? Is that, is that an official? I don't know well, if that was official yet. I'm not. I'm just saying if the official word is right now anywhere oh, on campus, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to have a mask. Any facility, right? I know it's outdoors, so I guess I'm not. Yeah. Don't that speak I, out of turn, but. I'm not sure on that yet, but all I know I'd is. say there's a good chance. I would say there's a good chance that there will be more of this coming down the line from Ohio State. Just so keep your ears open, but that's probably where we're headed at some point. We'll take a break. Come back. Rapid Fire is next. It's Man and Bone with Timmy Hall filling in on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find traffic continuing to build out there. Backups expected on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Plan on some slowdowns. And more slowdowns expected on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Five-minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect has amazing prices for everything on your back-to-school list. Right now, Crayola 12-count colored pencil bonus packs, 10 plus 2 marker bonus packs, and Staples pencil boxes are just 97 cents each. Offer ends on September 18th. Limit 30. Prices may vary online. On the NRA with fan traffic. The most listened to show in Greenland. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Timmy Hall filling in for Common Man. Oh, man. Such a good day. Oh, it is, buddy. Yeah. Hotter than hell, but (laughs) that'll change soon enough. You know me. I like it hot. I rarely if oh, ever get with I makes really no sense. I rarely if ever get with Ted's too hot. But let me tell you what, I was talking to my wife today and I said once school gets back in and now my kids are back in school, a lot of kids are back in school, you know, colleges, universities yep. going back to school. Yep. Back to school. When we're you know, probably another weekend, I'm at that point it's like I'm ready. This summer has broken me. Cause I, I it has just been a lot I more know what you mean. hot than I think I recall in a long time. Maybe it's just because I was outside more of this. I don't know what it is. No, no, no. Here's, here's what I'm telling you, though. Like, now I'm ready for let's get to 58 degrees and the leaves turning colors. I can deal with that for a little bit. I, I was going in a, a different direction for just a, a second on what you were, the road you were going down. Yeah. Because you said I was just done with the summer. I also, and you mentioned the kids going back to school. I've mm-hmm. noticed there's been a a bigger mental and emotional hurdle, I think, for most parents that I know. Because of most people working at home, and this was something, right, a lot of us, and we did, you you sort of take what life gives you and try to find the silver linings in it, right? Yeah. The time at home, extra time with the kids who are also Zooming and not going to school. There's also just a certain routine that you're in and a year-around clock as an adult of when you have your weekdays mm-hmm. to yourself, right? Yes. So you can get some real stuff done whatever like pick any yes, million things yes right calling the insurance office because oh, you got you an issue to, you got to take care of the kids going go to the bmv to get this updated things you need some time to do and other things right so <laughs> what like there was no time you oh, had dude, you had right. back to school and then summer hit 
Uh-huh. You're like, wait, yeah. we just gave him back to you. Yep. We yep. just gave him back to you. Now you're saying go away into the hot, hot summer and have it out for three and a half more months? You're like, no, no, I wasn't ready. Yeah. And then fall is here, and so there's something good about back to school. They can get back to normalcy a little bit. The wife and I, we have our uh, celebratory breakfast out the day we drop Jack off at school. <laughs> First day of school, Starliner Diner. Here we come. There you go. Let's yep. get it. We yeah. do that, and now we have Abigail looking at us going, how's it going? I know, Idiots. I know, I know. It's like, way to go, I know, stupid. I, I knew that about you, but I've, <laughs> I've been seeing it with a lot of my friends. Like, there's this sort of aura about them, like, oh, you know, school yeah, is back. I like, know. I love my kids, but yeah. school is back, and Bodie, we love our teachers me, more. Bodie is, is, you know, he's a young man. He's single. He's living his life. <laughs> there's no children involved. Bodie, are you... Oh, well, not like, that we know of. Well, I mean, that's fair. You might are, have many Are you there. at a point now where you're also done with summer, or are we just old dad guys talking about this, and you're not there yet? Where are I, you on summer? I'd be okay if it cooled off a little bit, but just a little bit. I love summer though. Yeah, I do like, too. I, I despise. I love too. See, I, my thing though is like, not only do I love summer, but I despise winter. I okay. like once I, below sixty, I'm out. Like I'm just I'm done. With, I'm, I'm, I'm so that. over it. And so the more crazy, <laughs> crazy. How could you not like? A 58 degree partly cloudy okay, I guess. day. I said okay. uh, under 60. Your your off. I'll say under it's 50. Unbelievable under weather. 50. Once we get in the 40s, Sweat, I, I don't like that. I like the temperature to be. I could wear pants and long sleeves or shorts and short sleeves. Yeah, and but all is comfortable. It doesn't matter what I do. Okay, I'd say I'm. I'm more. Once we get under like 50, then I have to put real shoes on, not flip flops. And I don't like that. I like to live in flip flops. I like open toed shoes. Slides or flip flops? Oh, thong, flip flops, thongs. The little, oh, the little guy going right up between my big toe and so my that's, first uh, toe. So that's three thongs then. <laughs> that's right. The, the third one is invisible. Some people, even do, I mean, I well, was, even, some people even double thong. So well, it could be four. They, trust me, we find one that fits. It's all right. Uh, let's do Multi-colors it. Multi colors showing there. <laughs> that's <laughs> very fashionable. Rapid fire. Let's do it. Rapid, rapid fire. More thong discussion. The red and the yellow look good together. (laughs) Bodie, rapid fire number one. Go ahead. Which team are you guys more confident in to make the playoffs? The Buckeyes or the Browns? That's a good question. It's a good one. But it's got to be the Browns because there's a bigger play. It's a bigger playoff. See, I was going to go Buckeyes. The Browns are definitely making the NFL playoffs. Definitely. But counterpoint there, what's the game Ohio State's losing? I mean, because I think even if they lose a game, they're still in the playoffs. Like, I'm... And so they've got a one-game buffer in a season where I don't see a lot of games they're losing. I'm not saying I don't love Ohio State's chances to make the playoff, but if I'm looking at the other one, I think the Browns are basically guaranteed to get in based Man, on what they were last so year. Fo- this it's is wild, I know. Such your brain, a wild place to your be. Your brain can't don't get behind forget, that. Last, I needed the Browns year, to prove it, and th- they did last year, so now I'm good with that. I just call. want to remind everyone. I mean, I, I'm... Loving my brownies, but the Browns did have to beat the Steelers the final week of the season to get in. I mean that that went right up to week sixteenth. So all right, fair fair question though. I'm I'm going to go Ohio State. You're going Browns. Be- way. The, but the Browns are even better this year. I I they're they even better. Be. Yeah, they should be. The crew are also better than last year. And look, how it's, that's not that just, right, it's not right, that situation. It's not that situation. They like everything. You you love Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> what Andrew Barry's doing do. for the club too. I do. I agree. Uh, rapid fire number two. What are the top three games you guys are looking forward to watching in week one of the college football season? Okay. Ooh. There's a lot of good ones. You have... What about week zero? There's nothing great in <laughs> no, week zero, but you know right? what? Week zero is Nebraska-Illinois. Illinois. It's, a big ten, it's a Big Ten game. Yeah. Burt's return to the Big Burt's Ten. Burt's return. I'll be watching that. But And, oh, man, if they... 
I don't know what I'm rooting for there, but either way, it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, oh, go Bert! Let's let's get this Scott Frost stuff dialed. <laughs> I up can't quick. say go Bert. I'll go never Bert. say that. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to go Georgia-Clemson. I think that's an easy one. That's top five teams, at least according to the rankings. Uh, Bama-Miami I'm interested in. Neutral side at Atlanta, but you know, it'll be all Bama fans, I'm sure. And then uh, Penn State-Wisconsin. I'll go with Penn State on the road there. An interesting matchup to start the week. I'll, I'll say those are my three I'm looking forward to. All right, since you said Penn State at Wisconsin, I'll pivot. I'll go with one of my old uh, alma maters, Weber State. Go Wildcats <laughs> at 24th ranked Utah. That's oh, okay. a Thursday, right, September right. 2nd game as well. Because I, I had Penn State, Wisconsin. Two, I'll go. This is a top 25 matchup. I'm intrigued. Number 23, Louisiana, will be at number 21, Texas. Yeah. Sark's be, debut. That could be interesting. That's a 430. A that's the first Saturday, Saturday the 4th, I, I believe that is. And let's go uh, my Kansas Jayhawks versus South Dakota, Friday at 8 p.m., the 3rd. Wow. See if KU is that bad. And they are, where they'll lose to the likes of South Dakota at hey, home. Man. Hey. They've done it before. They'll do it again. <laughs> That's probably true. Rapid fire number three. The Brooklyn Nets opened up with the highest over-under win totals on Caesar Sportsbook at 54.5 wins. Do you agree with that, or would you pick another team? I, I can't agree with that. I will say the Lakers' schedule is uh, pretty optimistic, and I think the Lakers will be good enough in the regular season. I don't know about winning in the playoffs, but the Lakers should be back again winning a bunch of games. So I can see the Lakers being slightly higher overall number. But yeah, Nets or the Lakers are the two teams. Yeah, Nets. All right. I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nets. Yeah. I agree with the Nets having the highest there total. I uh, agree. Rapid fire number four. If Michigan were to move off of Jim Harbaugh after this season, which coach would you least want to see take over in Ann Arbor? Nick, uh, Nick Saban. Saban. <laughs> <laughs> Davo right. Swinney. Well, actually, Bill, Bill Belichick. You actually, you know yeah. what? I think I would enjoy Dabo Swinney coming up to Michigan, even though he would turn them into like a better program. I would really, that would just solidify his villain right. status for me. But within he's reason, not going to go to Michigan, obviously. Within reason, the Luke Fickle hire would be a problem. I, that just would think be Luke weird. would take the job. I don't, but okay. that would be weird if it did happen. It is, it is a step Campbell, up from Matt Cincinnati. Campbell would be on. one, obviously, yeah. if he were to come Matt, from Iowa State. Matt Campbell yeah, would be the other one. The within reason. The realistic opportunity, I would say. And uh, rapid fire number five. Today is National Waffle Day. What is you guys' favorite breakfast meal? Mm. A Go ahead, good you're, breakfast. You're a big breakfast yeah, guy. there's a couple spots in town even that just do a breakfast burrito. Ooh, really, really well. Good call. I'm talking with everything in it, like the fresh veggies, green pepper, red pepper, whatever. Chorizo is good in that. Doused with like a salsa and a queso. Oh, fantastic. Put the hash browns in to the burrito as well. Oh, hash browns, hash in, browns a burrito. in the burrito with everything yes, else. That is uh that is a game changer, and I agree with you. Mine is gonna be this should come as no surprise if you've ever seen me, because I'm a large fat ass. Uh, biscuits and gravy. Yum. I gotta have yeah. some sausage gravy yeah. and some biscuits. When it's done right, there is that is my favorite. That you could put piles of bacon and eggs and pancakes and waffles and mm. name it. You, you you could put apple whatever you know fritters like and a all white these. gravy. Right. I want yes yeah, sausage gravy. Yeah. And then a biscuit, a good biscuit with that over top of it, like and the then, chip in it. You know, I would eat. I, I have eaten. Like plates full of that. It's it's. There's a spot in town. I don't want to give the free pub, but I will. Well, you know who cares? Der Dutchman, best sausage biscuits and gravy yeah. I've ever yeah. had in my life. Der Dutchman. There you go. So if you're looking God, breakfast uh, you food. Know. I. Why am I not eating breakfast for every single meal? 
Uh, Why do I do lunch meals and dinner meals? Why is it just breakfast all the the way around? We're the opposite on a lot of things. I like the heat. You don't. I like dinner for breakfast. I always got annoyed. <laughs> wait, no, wait, I'd wait. Rather, I'd rather get up in the morning and give me steak yeah. and potatoes. That's I'd much rather have that. Steak and eggs? No. Do that with your leftover eggs, steak. Eggs Fantastic. Are, eggs are mostly worthless to me. Oh, I don't, you are, you are you're, insane. No, I, you're just, maniacal. No, You'll have a hot, a, hot dog for breakfast. Sure. Over that. bacon and much eggs. Rather, well, no, I like bacon, but I'd put bacon on the hot dog. I'd leave the eggs off. <laughs> Crumbled bacon on a hot dog would <laughs> some be Some nacho good. cheese, yeah. Yeah, be delicious. would be good. Some crackle some chips on there. But for oh. lunch or for dinner. No, it used to tick me off when my mom would say, we're having breakfast for dinner. And I'm like, but I can't have a hamburger for breakfast before school, mom. That always used to tick put me off. Put the hamburger in between two pancakes. Call it a night. That's not a bad idea. I have had Mike is between two waffles. Hamburger on an English muffin. That's a game changer. You've never done that. Toast up an English muffin, put a little butter on there. Use that as your bun for any type of burger that situation. Couldn't, couldn't be bad if it's, it's one of those. It's ba- great. one of those Bay's English muffins. So good. Either way, you oh, go Thomas. Man. Way better. Wait, they're way better than Thomas. I don't know what oh. they're doing with these Bay's English oh. muffins, but they're just destroying Thomas. English muffins it's destroying them. Jeez. All right. Change and you will. It'll change we your life. We have to go. There's too much. There's too much to do here. We'll take a break. When we come back. Uh, I don't know. More biscuit talk? No. We're going to talk about Zach Taylor. Here's an update on Joe Burrow. We'll get to that next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slow traffic on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is still slow in that area. And more delays expected on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto will... Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe. Safe Auto. On the NRA with fan traffic. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Timmy Hall filling in for Common Man today. Don't mind us in the break. We're just doing like car talk. Off the air. That's all we do. This guy's talking about cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your little guy likes cars. Chris He's... Berman likes cars. That Ford Focus ST. Chris Berman would have no problem going <laughs> to the dealer and like, Your car's making a noise. What's it sound like? He's like, It's not working. I don't know what it is. It, my car doesn't go back, 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 back. Gone. It's no reverse. It's stuck in drive. Yeah. That's right. Stuck and drive. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> now, that's that's enough of the car talk. We'll talk about Joe Burrow, who I'm sure, I don't know. I would assume if you sign like a big contract when you get drafted, I assume you get a nice car. I'd love to know what Joe Burrow drives. I'm always curious when hmm. yeah, I watch these guys all the time. I wonder, like, did he just go like the big truck route and say, that's enough for me? I'll get $100,000, you know, something crazy. I feel like most athletes... Football players, it's like the the stereotypical big truck, big right? truck, big SUV. If it's not a big truck and you're in one of the high dollar guys, you're getting like a Ferrari Lambo type of, or you, Bentley. You know, what do you think? Wide would, receiver, which, like Diva cars. That's the Bentleys, right? Which, which do you think I'm getting? If I'm if I got drafted to play a sport, oh. and I signed for NFL money. Am I you're getting, getting big perfor- truck performance car? You know exactly. You what know am exactly. I getting? I think you're getting a performance car too, but I think you're getting. I think I'm getting a luxury SUV. Really? Yeah, 
I really? think I could go with the Lamborghini. No, you know what? You you play a lot of golf. That's fair. You would probably yeah, room for the getting, clubs. I'm not yeah. I'm not being big truck guy. No, 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 no. you'd get a nice SUV that's performance what's, based. What's the Lamborghini? The, the Urus? Urus? Urus or Urus yeah, or whatever. Urus. Oh, what a hot car that is, right? <laughs> Well, it's yeah. It's the an Mus- SUV, Mustangs yes. coming out with an SUV. They have, it's already yeah. out. I've seen them on the road. Yeah, I didn't even know what I was looking at. I saw the Mustang logo. Then I went to the mobile phone. You know, when I got home and did research, and you like, had to wait, figure it out. What? Yeah, it's a little confusing. When I, like, I knew it. that pony, the pony's unmistakable. And that's why they're doing logo it on an SUV. I was yeah. a little confused, but now I get it. I understand what it is. But I don't know, I don't know. what Joe's driving. I'm gonna I'm gonna peg Joe Burrow as like a Ford F two fifty. I'm gonna say he's got that. But a couple of jet skis or some kind of boat attached at the back. He seems like a guy who would have fun out on the lake. Here's uh, Joe Burrow hired to tout Lordstown built electric oh, truck. I don't know if that ever came to be. I don't know what this is, Moan. It was, an, it was supposed to be an electric truck company. So a truck guy. He obviously yeah, so he's, was, he was doing thing. it. He was at least doing ads, or here he is in this in a pretty big truck. If it's all right, it might be fully electric, it seems. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, anyway, Joe Burrow, we want to know if he's going to get out on the field. And the question was put to Zach Taylor whether or not he's going to be actually out there playing in any preseason games. Uh, he had told reporters that everything they've seen from him in practice says he's good to go. He is plenty fine, ready to play. He said, though, this, quote, it's just a matter of what we want to do. Do we want to put those guys out there? Because it's also not just him. It's Trey Hopkins, their center, who's coming back from an injury as well. Said, do we want to put those guys out there in a preseason game or just give them more rest, get them ready for the Minnesota game? We'll take a couple more days before we make that decision since we've got a week before that game. So I I tend to think even though you want to save your guy, you don't want him to get hurt. I, I would like to see Joe Burrow facing some live bullets before the actual season starts. Wouldn't you? If you're a Bengals fan. I'd like to see Joe Burrow get out there just a couple series, get out there, make a couple throws, get yeah, comfortable with it. Yeah. I'd Not heard, that he needs it for the playbook or anything, but just, I'd heard, just to get back in the flow. I'd heard some talk of getting him out there and maybe not letting him throw, but just get him out there to get loose and do some handoffs and I guess just to, I don't, I don't know, speed of the game type well, of thing. But I, I'm, you know what I'm I with you. Want? I would If I'm going to put him out there, I would like to see him chuck it a time or two. I'd want to see him chuck it. Get a and drop like, back. I'd like to see him get Even hit. Even if it's one series. I'd like to see him get hit once. Not that you put him in that situation. Yeah, it's going to happen week one. Get over, get over it. Yep. Get it out of your head. Move on from that. If you could do that in the preseason, it would have been ideal if he could have done it week one. But There's, schools of, there's schools of thought on that because if it's the wrong hit, it well, only takes yeah. that one wrong it hit. You wouldn't takes... want that one being the preseason wrong hit. You'd but rather... You know what, though? Here's the thing. What difference does it make if it happens in the preseason or if it happens in week two? Right at the end of the day, if, if it's, it's early in the season, yeah, if it happens it, early yeah. in the season, it's going to suck either way. It's so, going to suck and you'd be you, out again. You I, can't I think that way. I wouldn't you put You can't him think out that there. way when you're playing this game and you have yeah. to get back. you got to get over it. I'm with you. I need a series. A series I, I or two out of Joe. I wouldn't Joe. put him out there for three quarters all three no, preseason heck games. No. I never would have done that, but... Yeah, put him out there. If, if they If he's good to go and they say he is, put him out there for a couple series. Let him get out there and just get that Get the cobwebs off, if nothing else. And he and Jamar Chase were apparently looking pretty good the, yesterday. Get them they on the were looking page. pretty good yeah. in practice on Monday. Was the word? Yeah, that's good. So you, I mean, there you go. Don't need a whole lot of concern for Jamar Chase. He's that talented. He's going to start ramping it up soon. I think so. I think you're right. Uh, if you missed anything from the first two hours of the program, don't worry. We'll get you covered with the rundown when we come back. It's Man and Bone with Timmy Hall filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for. You are going to find some backups on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Traffic is slow over there. And more delays expected on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. For the health coverage you need close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more, all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan, visit leanonmolina.com for details. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. It's uh, Man and Bone with Timmy Hall filling in. I got to say, somebody, and thanks for having me, Bone. Yeah, glad awesome. you're in. Glad you're in. Someone just heard us there. And Kevin tweets at me. Kevin says a Mustang like this one, Timmy. Oh, we were talking about the new uh, Mustang takes SUV. Right. A full frontal of this beautiful fire engine red, more like a deep red. Yeah. Mustang SUV. Was it called the Mach-E? Mach-E, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mach-E. There you go. And I replied, Kevin, must be nice. That's right. That's right. Must be nice. Needs to be on a t-shirt. You know what? Yeah. Must be nice to have a promotions department that would put that on a t-shirt. Must be nice. The Mustang Mach-E. And it's the first year of it, right? 2021? First, or first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MSRP from 42895 Timmy, there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all of us are making the big Buckeye show money like you are, buddy. You got to go get that. <laughs> I mean, come, don't even. I don't mean, even. You, don't sell, even bring it. You told us on the don't show even bring before that crap around like, here. I mean, I don't even really have to work for the money because, I mean, Dude. we're just rolling it. It's so stop, much at stop. our house. You just stop were, it. You just said that. Yeah, that's the, exactly you what you're getting the money. at that's the right. end of the dial. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you get <laughs> with the last show on the totem pole. Yeah. Dude. Guy you, talking about all that. I mean, I'm just like a duck's Can worth. I tell you, honestly, how much time I waste in my life looking at cars of, like, cars I'm not necessarily even going to buy, but for example... Over the last couple of weeks, you know what I've been really interested in? The mid eight late eighties Nissan three hundred ZX. Oh, I love a three hundred Z. Now the ZX late eighties model. Yeah, those ones. If you think of the ones in the nineties, if you know cars, those were a lot smoothed over. They were they became like big for the modification crowd. They love to you know slam them down to the ground, put ground effects on them, all that. I'm talking about the ones from the mid eighties that looked more like. I don't know, like kind of an old school Corvette kind of vibe or like a Datsun, well, 240Z. Like these, mm-hmm. these yeah. are more of the like just two seater. They're up a little higher. Anyway, I love them because in the 80s, in these dashboards they had, they were all these digital dashboards that had like green LED lights That's everywhere. Cool for the time it's being. Just, yeah. Yes, it's so old It's nostalgic, right? Yeah. And so I've just been obsessing looking at those and I get on Craigslist. I'm looking everywhere at I'm just like, yeah. Maybe I'll go get that. And then I and then I don't, obviously. I, but it's like, I will do that for two or three weeks. And then next week, it'll be, look, hey, let me go check out Crown Victorias from the 90s. Let me go look at, maybe get <laughs> an old police car. Yeah, yeah, get an old police car. Right. Like, uh, I just, no, don't. I have done that don't like be the 20 guy. times. I, I have seen the same guy cruising around the Hilliard area that got himself a silver Dodge Charger, right? Mm, yep, like half yep, yep. the cop cars are now. And he's got two like logos on the back bumper that look like they could be some kind of sticker for law enforcement from a distance. You get up close and you realize it's nothing. It's, I don't even know what the stickers are. And he keeps the mirror on the side. 
to have that look oh, really? of the undercover cop car. I'm like, don't do that. Don't yeah. don't be that guy. He's, but he's got the cop motor, cop shocks. Totally. Like he's got he's got all of it going, so it throws it throws you off. So don't be that guy. But guilty pleasure cars, like you should, man. I want you. I with the bone money that you have, <laughs> I want to see you in here sometime in the next two years. With a toy, you only live once. That's you've right. got the bone That's money. Right. You've got the five level house. You could do it. <laughs> Get the third so set of great. wheels that you could drive to work and just enjoy yourself. I, I'm so jealous. I told you about my brother in law. What he just did? Yeah, he he's, he he's got living his, the dream. He got the old like shell from his. It was his grandmother's what's, car. What's the car? Tell people. What I don't the know the exact year. It's a late sixties Nova. It's, it's a Chevy Nova. It's a late sixties yeah. Chevy Nova. Good looking. You know, I wouldn't call it a muscle car, it's, right? Oh, but no, it's, it's in that category. Call that a like, muscle car? It's in the yeah. pony car category. But yeah, it's so it's, it's definitely a classic car. He found engine, all that. Stuff. He found. I'm sure we got him in Columbus too. He found in his area someone who builds like modif not modified, but builds engines specific for old cars. You know, to Beautiful. re to restore. Like we have these engines that we build for Chevys for like this make, this make, and that make. He found the guy, got it priced, got a quote, invested what he wanted to invest. He was like waiting on doing paint. He's going to do paint later. Like first it was get the engine and the tires. And it's like a 420 horsepower engine that is like the perfect fit for a late 60s Chevy Nova. It. It's beautiful. He was sending me the pictures and he got the car and it's it's got the original interior. The one thing he had him do was like a radio. So they, they retrofitted like a radio and he says it looks brilliant like you almost can't tell that it's not, not a stock thing from the l yeah. a late 60s Chevy like it was made to look just like that and I'll so he's got what. like the the new radio the speaker system and the subwoofers like in the back where you can't see it it looks stupid I, I, or anything I could talk cars all day. I realize it's oh. not what you tune into the show for, but if you are a car person, no, and bone is cars. If you're the car if guy. You've, if you've got like a nice ride that you're just proud of, or maybe you've got like an old show classic me. car, yeah. tweet it at me. I want to see it. Degenerate T Bone. I love that. I, I I will retweet them if if you've got some good ones. So I mean, I I car culture is awesome. I enjoy getting I, around I want, people who like cars. I think it's cool. When so. I hit fifty or something, I, I need to have something. That's like the goal. Dude, we'll go. I you need and I, to have something. Well, let's get. Let's do that. used fine, but just some kind of car that you could just tinker with or get it restored to just let's, drive let's around town this. and be proud of. You and I, let's do this. Let's go to Cars and Coffee. We'll be the, those guys. We'll get like leather jackets that have the brand of car that we like. <laughs> yep. We'll sip our coffee. People will be like, oh, what do you got in that thing? You'll be like, oh, I got a 427. Yeah, put, do the exhaust myself. We'll just do that. Why don't we be those guys when we're hit fifty? I was I was looking at a few a, more years. I was looking at a listing for like a late thirties Mercury the other oh, day. Oh yeah, that's great. And I was just like, man, that's great. I don't know anything about this car, but I'm looking at it right now, researching window. it. It's just, I mean, it looks like a, a gangster car, dude. Those those things, man. Flathead V8s, Ford. Like, let's they, drive they, this to Chicago some, right oh. now. Ford made some good engines back in the day. Damn. Still do, for what it's worth. Anyway, all right, enough car talk. Rundown. Let's do it, Bodie. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. Bodie's sitting here like, when are we going to talk football? What just happened? Why did we go into well, nine I mean, you gotta of... you got to drive a car to get to the football. That's right. I, I believe cars are an what important gotta, part of society. Come on, too, everybody's but... got one. Every, 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 <laughs> come on, don't even lie. Everyone wants a nice car. Yeah, that's right. That's a I, real thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the alliance is kind of here. If you've missed this whole storyline, 
Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC. They are forming some kind of partnership. And today at 2 o'clock, they had their big press conference. Big, lengthy, hour-long press conference. And the reviews after the press conference were, nothing happened. This is very minimal. This is a lot of big words, a lot of promises, but nothing really concrete. So here's the takeaway. All three commissioners were on this call. They all said, we have a partnership formed. They all said, we're going to be forming working groups revolving around scheduling for football and women's and men's basketball that will involve partnerships between the three conferences to play more games against each other. Now, they didn't come out and say, here's the number of games, here's how it'll work, here's the rotation, but they said they're working on that. So I'm going to take that as a semi-positive step in the right direction, right? Getting these three conferences together. They said they're aligned on all their academic values, and quite frankly, we all know it doesn't matter because that's not what's driving this. If it was, you would have done this years ago. It's the fact they're trying to get more TV revenue. But yeah, the other thing that they were looked at, at least the Big Ten and the Pac-12, on the scheduling front, because that's, I think, one of the biggest things to take away is that in the future, this could result in the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 agreeing to play you know, at least one game against each conference in the four non-conference games that you would yeah, have they available. Would drop down to the, so at least half of your non-conference games would be... The Big Ten and Pac-12 would drop down to your eight group. games instead yeah. of nine. They'd go right. back to eight conference games. So you'd have your six against your division opponents and then two crossovers uh, every year. And then two from... You know, one from the Pac-12, one from the ACC for the Big Ten teams, and then two just however you want to schedule. Yeah, Good. what about, and, and again, like, people are talking about how there's already, you know, long made out agreements to play certain games, and there's some ACC schools, there's schools in all these conferences, right, that have built in non-conference rivalry games. What do you do with those situations? I think those are going to be questions that are going to have to be answered when you get in you know, further into the future. And if this really is going to be like a sticking point where you're banding together, are you going to ask some of those schools to reconsider you know, going on with those rivalries? If you want to be exclusive and only play yeah. you know, all 12 of your games against these three, against the two other conferences. Because you can make a really good schedule just keeping it in-house. I also like the one idea, if you do this and go back to eight for the Big Ten, probably time to get rid of divisions so you can... Have yeah, some do that, right. have some better scheduling options within your conference because I don't know as an Ohio State guy, I'm not really all that interested in locking in. I haven't been anyway to locking in with more Rutgers and Maryland from yeah, year to year. It'd be nice to flip flop the rest of the schedule and see everybody more often. Well, and maybe that'll result in some realignment within the conference. But there, there's more to this because there's we have to present this though because it has to be made clear there was a point in the press conference where the question was asked so do you guys have any signed agreements between each other nothing like and that the, no <laughs> kevin warren <laughs> said this multiple commissioners said uh well i don't think if you have a you're always looking at your signed contract that what kind of deal do you even have really and it's like okay so you didn't sign any contracts so you could theoretically blow this all up in six months so i think the next six months to two years is going to tell a lot this is not going to be an instant thing and i never thought it would be but if in the next two years you see all these grand ideas become formational plans and them actually changing their conference schedules and backing out of some and canceling some games, mm-hmm. if you see the ACC starting to say, we really want to get out of our te- television deal with ESPN, that would be a big step because that's one of the big hindrances to all this working. 
They have a, t- a TV deal that's in place till 2035. So yeah, and we know the Pac-12, and we know the Pac-12 wants to improve as well with their footprint yeah, and they do and making more money. And I think their new commissioner, George uh, Klievkov, who comes mm-hmm. from the MGM, the casino world, yeah, is a guy you would want on your side. I think you know, so. When you're when you're yeah. building a partnership and alliance like well, this. Well, he obviously seems not opposed to, you know, pushing some some chips into the table, right? To use oh, a gambling term. A good casino See, term there. Yeah. But Jim Fossil, was he the one? Chips in the middle of the table. But right now here's what they're doing. They're they are at the table going, You just wait. We've got a big bet coming in. Just you wait. Any day now, we're going to do it. We're going to up the ante. Right, but no one's actually doing it yet. So we need to see them actually put their cards out on the table, and maybe they will do that in future months. But as of right now, not a lot out of this today other than some good ideas that hopefully become concrete plans. Let's wrap it up, Bodie. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Catch The Rundown every day, 502, right here on The Fan. We'll take a break. When we come back, is Jim Harbaugh on the hot seat? Maybe, maybe not, but we'll talk about it next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Plenty of delays out there. You'll find some backups on I-71 northbound between 670 and East Broad Street. More delays on 670 westbound between US-33 and I-70. And more slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. This traffic report is sponsored by Raising Canes. Raising Canes is celebrating 25 years. That means 25 years of serving over 2.5 billion cooked-to-order chicken finger meals and 25 years of serving their community. Raising Canes, 25 years, one love. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The show that will tickle you stupid. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Timmy Hall filling in for Common Man today. Yo! Don't forget Man and Bone brought to you by Hinderer Motorsports right here on The Fan. You getting ready for the quiz? Coming up? Oh, yeah, game we got show game Tuesday? show coming up 534. Everyone's going to love this, too, because it's the flavor of the year. Conference realignment. A mm. conference realignment quiz. I'm sure I'll do terrible on it, but I look forward to it. I, I don't mind being bad at that. It's okay. So the article I saw today was from Adam Rittenberg. Our guy. Going to start having him on again right here on the fan. We like talking to him. When's that start? Next week? Probably next week, I'm right, guessing. That's good. Uh, haven't figured that out quite yet, but I'm sure it'll be around then. But Adam Rittenberg had something on ESPN Plus today where he was talking about the coaches in each conference who are on the hot seat. And so he went through, you know, the Big Ten, Pac-12, et cetera, but just focusing on the Big Ten. And the two that he listed were obviously Scott Frost. That one's no surprise. We know Scott Frost has got to win at Nebraska. Oh. And if he doesn't, they're going to get rid of him. New AD there. Trev, yeah, Trev looking over your shoulder. Of course. Telling you about football and Nebraska football. Yeah. they like their, Scott doesn't know. They've got the new Nebraska guy. So if Scott Frost goes away, it's like, that's yeah, okay. He's the we got old, our, old Nebraska guy. Right. We, we got, got another, another one. We got another one. Yeah. So we're good. He's going to coach now. Yeah. Um, but then the other one they put on here was Jim Harbaugh. And of course, initially I'm thinking, I like Adam, but Jim Harbaugh's not on the hot seat. Why would he be? They just gave him a new contract. They had a chance to part ways with them and they chose not to. But Adam points out this the buyout, which is interesting, mm. right? If you've forgotten the buyout for that contract is $4 million, which is the college football equivalent to a nickel. Like, it's nothing. That is, that is it's an very, easy very small. For, yeah. For the University of Michigan? Ask yeah. Charlie Weiss 15 years ago <laughs> how that works. He's like, I got $4 Taking million from in my couch. Notre Dame and Kansas. <laughs> oh, my God. The yeah, man that was, just screwed college football. Well, hey, man. Must they be nice. Him. They paid. It must be nice. And they that's the dream, him. right? 
They're stupid to, enough to, to pay him. Make millions. Yeah. I'm not saying I would the dream is to get fired here because I'd be poor and living in a ditch, yeah. but to be told to leave work and we're going to give you millions of dollars to do it. So here's Say okay. Bye bye. Yeah. I would, I would in a second sign up for it. So here is my, my basic thought on the Jim Harbaugh stuff. And I'm curious to find out where you are on this. I feel like Michigan basically said, if, if we assume Michigan actually has standards, which may be a faulty assumption, on our part, because maybe they're just content with having Jim Harbaugh and getting to between six and eight wins every year. But I feel like Michigan basically said last year, look, Jim, we could fire you. We probably should fire you. We won't fire you. We're going to give you one more real year where there's not COVID or at least not a COVID shortened season like we had last year. We're going to give you another chance to go out and beat Ohio State because we didn't play that game last year, obviously. But here's here God, are the, don't here, remind me. That's it's just amazing. It's but here are the stakes. These are the stakes. If you don't get to blank number of wins, and if you don't beat Ohio State, then we are done. I wonder if that's kind of what happened last year. And if it is, then you can see how the, it sets up nicely to move on from him. Do you think that's where Michigan is, or do you think no? They've they've got I no just, standards. They're just happy to be here, and they'll just tool around with a guy well, who's going to get them. Somewhere around, you know, seven or eight wins, maybe. I worry for Michigan fans that actually are passionate and really care about their rich history and they want to see this back more than anything. But I sit here and snicker because I wouldn't put it past them. We're already, we got to this point. Yeah. Here we are, you know? And I do, I do find it funny how they were discussing lifetime contracts for Jim Harbaugh not long ago. <laughs> and you mentioned that buyout. That buyout just continues to drop. It's not. I mean, it goes down by a million each year that but, we go it, on. We, and four million is nothing. Like they would, if they really needed to, they would do it right after this year. I just, I'm, and the the prognosis on Michigan football too. Everywhere you look. I got to get a Vegas win total in front of me to just cross check that. But just listening, Phil, listening to Phil Steele, who was on a I couple of the was, shows here on the station, say it was seven, seven and a half. I yeah, want to say seven to eight wins ish as the ceiling for this team. And well, if they lose a bunch of these games, it could look really embarrassing, which is what it's already looked like. Even though we were in the pandemic last year, but their record was just nasty, and they almost lost to Rutgers. Yep. Rutger, sorry, would have given him the S <laughs> if they got that done. You have to do that tomorrow oh morning on gosh. Morning Juice. You don't have to worry about that today. But here, here, let me run down their schedule real quick. For those who have not paid attention to it, uh, they start off next Saturday, September 4th, against Western Michigan at home. We'll give them a win there. Let's run through it, see how many we end up with, okay? Mm-hmm. They take Washington at home, 8 p.m. ABC. That's a game they can easily lose. Right, I'm not saying that the Washington Huskies are the best team in the world, but neither is Michigan. I could see that going either way. Yeah, Washington, not great, but let's hold that's that a as, Let's yeah. hold that one out right now and say we're not going to count that as a win. Actually, or, you know what? Washington, much better. They're winning that game. Okay, Huskies win fine. that game. All right. Yeah. Northern, loss for Michigan. Let's say Northern Illinois, Michigan again at home. They win that game. That's two wins for them so far. Now it's Big Ten time. Uh, they get Rutgers at home. I assume revenge game, but Rutgers should be improved. We'll still say they beat Rutgers. Now they've got three wins, and now they play actual teams. At Wisconsin, that's a loss. Three and two. Yep. At Nebraska, 
that's an iffy game, but you know this could be a Scott Frost make or break type of game. Could be. Yeah. Could be one where he gets could be the fired first if he big loses win that. Scott Frost gets Nebraska. It could be, or it could be the last one he coaches. I don't know. We could be at that point where they maybe have lost three or four and they're terrible. Let's go a win there. Let's go four and two. Okay, Let's see where this two. goes. Let's try to be on like the on the, the side safe of Michigan. side. All on right. the side on the safe side of Michigan winning more games. Now Northwestern's obviously lost quite a bit last year, but that was a team that took Ohio State. No, not quite down to the wire, but pretty close. They were in the championship game, though. Yeah, and and played Ohio State tough. Played Ohio State pretty tough. So, Northwestern... Let's go Northwestern. Okay. Northwestern again, if if I look at those two games, Nebraska and Northwestern, I can see one and one. Okay. You know how college football, you just... You could win the one that you're thinking they're going to lose, and then the next week it's different. Let's go one and one in that span. All right. Four and three. As bad as Michigan State is... You know, I think Michigan pulls this off, but Let's it go is five at Michigan yeah. State. Let's we'll go five, five and three, Michigan. Yeah, Indiana at home for Michigan—that's a loss to me. I think I think Indiana's Indiana gonna some be, respect. I think Indiana is going to be really good this Give year. Indiana some deserved respect over years of building the program in the right mm-hmm. direction, which Michigan has not done. Michigan is still sitting on five wins as of right now, five and four. They go November thirteenth to Penn State, five yes. and five, five and five. They are at Maryland November twentieth. That. That's a dangerous at game that for them. Point, yeah, late in the year. If they're hovering at 500, yeah, they should win that game on paper probably, but who knows what they'll look like at that point. Let's give them the win. We'll give them the win. That's six wins. Six and five, and you're losing to the There's Buckeyes. only one game left. I mean, six and six. it is very possible this is a six-win football team, a five-win football team. And I don't know how you keep Jim Harbaugh around at that point. I don't care that you just gave him a new contract. Buy it out and move on. And go hire Matt Campbell or hire somebody else if that's what you're trying to do. You should. I mean, enough is enough. It would be embarrassing if if you're going to keep a guy around with all that he's done. I, You could make so many different excuses. You could talk about the pandemic. But, dude, you have been a, a quarterback guy that came home. You were proud to do it. You were ready for this. All of college football just anointed you when you arrived and you haven't brought one star-studded quarterback into the fray. You yeah. got them all from the transfer market. You couldn't go out there and recruit someone and coach them up, develop them, and show everybody, look. like it's. I know like I had Andrew Luck on my side, but look at the development. Look at the recruiting I can do. I can pick him. I know what a good quarterback looks like. Yeah. I'm going to go out there. I'm Jim Harbaugh. I'll do that. He hasn't even come close to doing no, that. And I don't close. care if one of these guys you have now might turn into that. Time is running out. You can't go six and six. And again, I'm not so sure it gets to six and six. I know. I'm, I'm saying they're going to. I think they will struggle to be a bowl eligible team this year. I think that's where they have a possibility. That is, of does being. seem like the meter. Right. It's making a bowl game is where Michigan has fallen to. Can they make a bowl game? That's about where they are. Take a break. When we come back, it's game show time. We'll do that next. Man and Bone, Timmy Hall filling in on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane of Route 315 northbound at Ackerman Road. Traffic is slow from Kinnear Road in this area. Watch out for backups as they try to get things cleaned up, and please be cautious over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Meineke Car Care Centers. Is your car as road trip ready as you are? Stop by your independently owned and operated Meineke, your one-stop shop for total car care. Make an appointment today for your free road trip check at a participating location. See store for details. Engine, brakes, tires, oil, Meineke doing car care right. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Look, get in touch with your stupid. If worms had machine guns and 
birds wouldn't be scared of. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday to you. Timmy Hall filling in for a Common Man today. That was a fitting rejoin. Oh, yeah. It's your guy, Jim. It's true. Final season. The last dance for Jim Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. That's right. Take a break. I Just my mind went blank for a second. <laughs> Completely forgot we were talking about Jimmy Harbaugh. If uh, worms had a machine gun, they'd be killer worms. Man, we're going to run out of good sound bites. So I kind of want them to stick around, but... You go out like that, if you go out and lose five or six games, I would think that's enough. That's bye-bye time. For I him, would think, get the hell out of here. Yeah. but we'll, This is Michigan football, for God's sake. Who knows, man? I don't know what Michigan football thinks of themselves. It's crazy when you go up there. I've been up to Ann Arbor a few times now and been by the stadium, went there once for a, mm-hmm. not a football game, for a soccer game, of all things. But like just being around there, I mean, that place oozes importance to themselves. You know? Like, they... they take themselves super seriously as as you do here at Ohio State as everyone does you know when it comes to playing football it's a big deal but they treat it that way except no no one is close as far as what Michigan's doing compared to Ohio State it's night and day difference but when you walk up there you go any of the campus stuff they still have everything going back to you know Bo Schembechler and all that I mean they they're still like just living in all that history and acting like yeah we're still yeah we're still top of the heap and it's like no you're not it's i mean you got clearly, a giant stadium but it's you're clearly a basketball school at the moment oh, at this point yeah absolutely and it's it not it wouldn't even be fair to take no. that away from what that program has done yeah success in the tournament just bad yeah i don't i don't i don't know what happens with michigan but i'm excited to watch it all as it unfolds because i think it's going to be bad all right uh let's do it let's play a game show what do you got for me today? All right, Bone and everybody at home and in their cars, I think you're going to like this one. I'm calling this the conference realignment quiz. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think I'm going to do poorly. How many do I have to? How many you do got I have? Ten. To? Okay. I think that's the standard ten questions. I'll right. Aim for, I'll aim for six out of ten. Okay. That's the low bar I'm setting for myself. Do we have the uh, ding and the buzzer? He, I don't have them, but that's okay. Does Maybe Bodie Bo- have Bodie's it? Got he's him. got them. He's ready to go. Good, Bodie, good. Here's the thing. Bodie knows I'm helpless, so he's got all that stuff, which right? is good. But you can't get the, the dad fired up over there. Yeah. So which of these universities, along with Maryland, used to be a member of the ACC? Okay? Yeah. Used to be a member of the ACC. Mm-hmm. Florida, Miami, South Carolina, Wait, wait, hold on. What's happening? <laughs> What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> because one of them is a member. <laughs> Did you lose your first question? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, right. God. Florida, uh-huh. South Carolina, uh-huh. or Boston University? Oh, okay. Which of these u- universities, along with Maryland, used to be a member of the ACC? Um... Say it again. Florida, Florida, Boston University, South Carolina, or Boston University? Was Boston University? No. Sorry. Uh, you right. should have just picked the Hurricanes, who are currently in the ACC. I would have done I that. Screwed up that, the, that I was going to be I'm pretty right. sure. I think that's the only mistake in the whole quiz, <laughs> and it was in the first one. I was, getting, I was just getting the juices flowing. Yeah. The Gamecocks were founding members See? of the ACC. All right. 1953 was... to 71, they went independent, then to the Metro, then to the SEC. All, All right. right. There you go. Since 2004, not including Notre Dame, 
six former Big East members have become members of the ACC. Yeah. Can you name at least five of them? We just, I'll give you Miami. Because dumb me, I was <laughs> Miami's trying. To, I was looking to put an, another team in Florida in uh, that to throw you off on the ACC question. All right, um, God, I don't. This is so bad. Uh, Piet is one. Yeah, yeah. Miami went in 04. Mm-hmm. There were a couple other. There was one other school that went in in 04, and there was another one that went in 05. Was uh, Virginia Tech? Yeah, Vir- Miami and Virginia Tech both went in 04. So you got yeah. those. Was and there was one in 05 that was went. Vir- was Virginia in already? They were already Virginia in was always ACC. They were always ACC. Yep, okay. so that's wrong. You said Pitt, so you're at three. Pitt went in in 2013. God, why am I blinking on this? This should be super easy. These are big, big programs. I know. Yeah. Oh, Syracuse, right? Yes, Syracuse went in 13 as well. You got four. Oh, my God. Ah! Uh, uh, ah! Matt Andrews is back there <laughs> trying to motion to you. I'm going to give him to you. The year. You got four. <laughs> what did I Boston argue? College. Oh, God. 05. Jeez. And Louisville. I was going to say Louisville. Louisville. Got it. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.